Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Friday of Thanksgiving week. I hope you had an absolutely amazing Thanksgiving day yesterday with your family and your friends and your loved ones. I hope you ate a ton of turkey and mashed potatoes, stuffing, pies, cakes, you name it. And I know that you are right now in a carb coma. So this is why I'm showing up today on the podcast to get you up off that couch because you got to work off those carb calories. Well, listen to this podcast and take a walk or go work out, <laughs> get on your bike, do something to stay healthy because Lord knows after yesterday's treats, we absolutely need it, right? This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Don't forget to check me out on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore. And on Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. Also by email, I am at Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Well, great to have you with me. Again, I hope you guys had a fantastic holiday. I am so grateful for so many things in my life. I'm grateful for my family. I am grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my country, which might be hanging by a thread, but is still worth fighting for every second of every day. I'm so grateful to be an American. I'm so grateful to be living in this time and to have all of you with me here on the Monica Crowley podcast, which we launched earlier this year. We're building a real community here, and I'm just so grateful for all of you guys for being here, checking us out, downloading us, telling your family and friends about this show and supporting our great sponsors, which really keep this show on the air and going. Grateful, grateful to all of you. So it's with a grateful heart that I'm here today. And today we are going to do something very special. Well, I've been looking forward to this conversation for quite a while. 
Our guest today is an extraordinary actor of real achievement and fame. He began as an iconic underwear model for Calvin Klein in the 1990s. I'm sure you all remember the big billboards in Times Square. Ladies, can I get an amen? Some guys do, I think. Um, He also starred on General Hospital, and he's done a ton of movies and TV shows and other things. But perhaps he's best known for his starring role on Melrose Place. Iconic. He's now launched a brand new video podcast called It's My Turn, which you can find on LFA TV on Rumble. He does it live every weekday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, so please go check it out. I've been blessed to have been a guest on this show, and it is absolutely fantastic. It's my honor and pleasure to welcome the one and only Antonio Sabato Jr. Hi, Antonio. Hey, Monica, how are you? Thank you so much for having me, being part of your great show and and being part of your company. Everyone have to know that Monica is just a a true patriot, an awesome person to hang out with and learn from. So it's a pleasure being around you. Thank you. Oh, what an amazing compliment. Antonio, thank you so much. I mean, really, you've blown me away with that. So thank you. And I consider it such a blessing to now be able to call you my friend because, of, of course, you know, the billboard in Times Square, which we are going to talk about. You're not going to escape that, my friend. Um, that was my first impression of you. And I remember going through New York with my parents and I, you know, teenage girl, young teenage girl, I, my head was on a swivel. And I said, um, excuse me, who is that? <laughs> Along with uh, just about every other uh, woman across the world. So I do want to talk to you about that, but it is it's such a blessing now to get to know you and be in the trenches fighting for America and fighting for freedom with you, Antonio. So God bless you. So, you know, it was so much fun to do your show. I guess I did it a couple of weeks ago. And again, it's called It's My Turn uh, with Antonio Sabato Jr. And it's on LFA TV on Rumble every weekday at 9 a.m. It was really, really fun. So I'm glad that I could reciprocate and have you on with me today. It's a pleasure. You know, it's, uh, it's just awesome that I have this opportunity and you have it as well that we can talk to a lot of people and, and just express some views and have some fun and take away some sorrow, some worries, maybe out of people. And and now that the whole thing is kind of growing into my life because people are just, um, you know, asking questions on a daily basis and, and getting really involved because when you do something like this every day, you know, it's just you, you become part of their lives. And, and uh, it's just uh, it's, it, it's it's turning out to be a really pleasant thing to start my mornings and uh, to talk to the world and <laughs> and uh we had a great time a few weeks ago and we're gonna have a good time today but it's just another another opportunity that this country gives you to acquire you know uh, really a lot of things that um a lot of other places around the world don't don't give and don't give the opportunity it's just the american way and our republic is built in such a, a comfortable amazing way if you look at if you look at it and you know it better than anyone, what's on the paper, you know, what they wrote down for us to, to live by. But it's just unfortunate that people don't want to follow rules and don't want to really follow what is best for them. But, 
And that's what I try to share every day, just a, a different way of life that maybe could help some people out there. And a different way of looking at things and that fearlessness of expressing your point of view and your passion for this country. Free speech isn't dead yet. I mean, it's hanging by a thread, Antonio, but it's not dead yet. And uh, you're really, really maximizing that on your show. All right. So we've got a lot to cover with you. And I do want to start with your background, which I find really interesting. You were born in Roma. So tell us a little bit about your childhood in Italy and the values that you were raised with. Ah, family is everything. You know, my, my, my parents were, were and still are. My mother is still alive. God bless her so much. My dad passed away a few years ago. But uh, my parents were, were people that uh, kind of never gave up um, on what's best for the family. We're very close. Uh, we travel around the world together several times. We came to a new nation then went back to Italy again because we ran out of money. You know, we never took any uh, welfare programs. We never took anything from this country except freedom and the opportunities that this country gives you, you know, just kind of hard work and dedication. But um, the thing is, my, my family really went through a lot. And it, and, it, and, it, and it just speaks loud about how my father and my mother really, they grew up in an environment of hard work and dedication and risking everything. You know, my mother was born in Prague. Her mom, my grandmother, escaped Auschwitz, was the only survivor. My grandparents, um, you know, my grandmother's brother and her parents, my great-grandparents, uh, died at Auschwitz. They were taken on a train and killed. So my, my grandmother raised herself pretty much, you know, and then the same thing happened to my mother. She was the only child living in Prague and the Communist Party and the Russians and Gorbachev took over. Um, they had no freedom. So, um, you know, we saw socialism at a young age. You know, I grew up in Italy in the 70s. And and I was a young boy, but I knew about concentration camps. I knew about World War II. I was very well educated at a very young age. My mother and my father taught me what really happened. And back then, you know, history and education was taken seriously where you actually spoke the truth and there was no woke agenda or personal interest or whatever, you know, the, the control from the, you know, from all these things that are happening right now. But which is, it's really fake and, and, and really endangering the future of the country when you explain history in, in a propaganda way. But I, I grew up knowing the truth. And, and, and so I also grew up in an environment that with hard work, you can move to another country. With hard work and waiting in line and doing the right things legally, you, you know, I, w- I was taught that basically you do everything from by the book, uh, by the law. You work hard and you, and you get it done, you know. And so... In the last, you know, I mean, we're talking about, I mean, it just seems like it's been at least 20 some years of just propaganda building this country to actually make it equal like everybody else and, and deteriorating the interior of the country. The core of this nation has been thrown really to the wolves. And um, I grew up in a different environment. I grew up with what you fight for for your family. And my and my, my dad was born in, in Montelepere outside of Palermo. And uh, my, my father had a big family. My father, my grandfather died at a young age in the arms of my father. So my, my father was kind of wanted to become an actor, took off, used to really run away from home from Palermo and go to Rome, try to become an actor, never went to school really. Um, and he did it. And he, 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 he left home. They would catch him and bring him back. He would get on the train and he would go and they would catch him back, bring him back home. <laughs> Uh, he was a resilient human being. He never gave up on his dream and became a really big star in the 60s and 70s and um, made some amazing, incredible films. 
So I, I grew up in an environment of, of show business, and, and I also grew up in, in, in an environment of just classy actors, people that's just really, they were bigger than life, you know, Robert Wagner, um, Lee Majors. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just remember all these, all these guys I used to hang out with my dad and Roger Moore, um, Michael Caine. Um, just wonderful story growing up with, with these kinds of individuals hanging out with my dad at times. And I, I knew, I knew that's what I wanted to do since I was living in Rome and Italy. Since I was hanging out with my friends in Rome, I, I just wanted to become an actor. And when we had the opportunity to, to move to the United States, I went to the, the best schools and, and I just w- really devoted myself to the craft and I just loved it. And, uh, but now are different times. I don't know. Now it's a whole different ballgame out there. Well, that, that's for sure. I want to pick up on something that you just said, Antonio, because it really struck me. You know, now a lot of history is canceled. It's yeah. whitewashed. It's it's put through the lens of a leftist or communist agenda. And so kids today aren't getting the truth. What they are getting is very anti-American, very Western, anti-Western civilization. And you just said that, you know, your grandmother on your mother's side was a Holocaust survivor, escaped from Auschwitz, which we'll have to talk about that another day. I want to bring you on to talk about that. But, you know, when your family goes through something like that, and when you are growing up in Europe, when the whole of Europe was plunged into the darkness of World War II, with tens of millions of people dead, there is not the luxury to whitewash that history because your family has been through it, your country has been through it, your community has been through it. So there is no whitewashing it. There's no canceling it. There's no uh, putting any kind of sugar coating on this. You were taught the absolute truth. And I think that is a very valuable lesson, as brutal as it is for kids to hear. They have to hear it because this is human nature, Okay, good versus evil. People have been trying to kill each other since Cain slew Abel in the Bible. Kids, you know, obviously age appropriate, but children need to get that history, understand it, and and understand what their family, community, country, what the world has gone through. And I think, you know, as brutal as those truths were for you as a kid to, to hear from your own family and from your teachers in your school, that... I think served you really well because you're able then for the rest of your life to see the world as it is realistically oh, yeah. rather than Absolutely. in some like communist fantasy land. Absolutely, Monica. I mean, we went, I used to go as a young boy to, to Prague and drive through the Czech Republic border, which it was taken over by the Russians and there were tanks and, and, and people used to go through our cars and take all my stuff. You know, if my mom bought me a toy my mom got me something, and we were taking it back to Italy. They would take it away from me. I remember that clearly. And I remember asking my mother, what, what happened? Why did they take my stuff away? Am I going to get it back? And she said, no, you're never going to get it back. They're never going to mm-hmm. give it back to you. And I said, well, why are they doing that, Mom? Why, why are they taking us? That, that's called communism. They mm-hmm. can take anything away. Just pray, you know, just pray and be thankful that we can go through this and don't have to go to jail or be separated at this point because they can do that too. I was educated. I was eight years old. I was watching. My mother took me to a concentration camp outside of Prague and me and my sister, which is only two and a half, three years older than me. We went there and we were educated about the gas chambers, 
the ovens and everything that was that I witnessed, it didn't make me a, be- a bad person. It didn't make me. It made me a better person. It made me understand. It made me realize. You know, if you don't make your bed every day, nobody tells you to make your bed. You're never going to make that your bed. You know, you're always going to sleep on it. It's always going to be rough, and you're never going to understand that making your bed is important. Uh, nowadays, we live in a society of this woke agenda. Everything is given to people. These young kids are going to college, pay for this, pay for that, give me this, give me that. There's no more about earning it, making your dreams come true by hard work and, and really appreciating the fact that you're alive and looking at a God and go, thank you, Lord, for everything you give me every day. You know, that's what this country... And that's what I was raised. I wasn't so much raised in a, in, a, in a religious family, but it was more a faithful family, a faithful family under, my mother always told me, my father always told me, if you find God, it's up to you. It's, it's your relationship with, with, with Jesus. If you find Jesus, if you, whatever you want to do, it's, it's your journey. It was never forced down my throat in any way, shape, or form. You know, God came to me, and it's my personal relationship. But now kids don't even have that because the education system, the media, the line media, uh, everything, the system that, that the world is living under doesn't want God in any, any, in any family. And then that they don't want structural family where they're, they're solid working together because if they had families that have father and a mother and role models that supported their children and they were role models by living those lives for their children because it wouldn't be about them anymore. It would be about the lives that they created with God. And so their responsibility becomes raising these children. That's how it was when, when back in the day, not so long ago. That's how it was. Now the system has changed and brainwashed everyone so much that I don't believe everyone. I think there's a majority of people that are just believing that what I'm saying is right and they're living the right way with truth. But we need to do more. We need to step out in the square and start being a little bit more loud about how we feel because if the majority doesn't feel this way, and they're not vocal about what is real and what it's not. That is wrong to have a male compete in sports against a female biologically. You can't do that. And now we're allowing that to happen. And we're allowing things to happen in a way that the devil is winning. You know, the dark side is winning. You know, things don't make sense anymore. And I just, I know the majority. I know. I know the majority, especially in this country, is silent. But I hopefully every day they're finding out that it's time for us to speak. We want to be left alone. We want our country back. And uh, we want to support God and, and, and the way of life of common sense. I agree with you, Antonio. I think that the great silent majority, as President Nixon once called it, still exists. And I think there's a growing recognition that the country is hanging by a thread, that we have faced big threats throughout our history, whether it's the Civil War, Great Depression, World War II. There have been other existential threats that have really endangered this country. But now I think most of the American people understand that the greatest threat we face is the one from within, that it is the weaponization of our own government against us. And this this wedge that the, the because you're right, and you and I talked about this on your show, this is a spiritual war. So the wedge that the left is using, it's actually the big enemy, Okay, the the big unseen enemy um, is driving this wedge to divide us from each other, divide us from America's principles, but also dividing us from God. And when you see it that way, you can't unsee it, right? Yeah, and I believe that the ultimate goal, and this is just something I've been thinking about for quite some time, 
above ownership, about owning countries and land and money and power, whatever you name it. The, the most important thing that the, the evil forces, the, the, the corporations, people that have so much power, what they want is consciousness. Because if people don't have conscious to know what is right and conscious to know what is wrong, uh, at that point, anything goes. I mean, if you have no difference between looking at this being a right thing to do and this one being the wrong thing to do uh, spiritually, emotionally, just in every sense of the word, if you take that away, which is the devil's purpose in life, mm-hmm. in, in this world, in this lifetime that we live in, it's his goal to take the conscience away. If you don't know what is right and what is wrong and everything is the same, at that point, you have so much power over everything. At that point, there's no point of living anymore because the, what, is the, what is the difference? And that's why God came here and actually gave us his only son to die for us, to show us what he's willing to do for us and what, it, what does it take to really repent yourself and, and, and look at your own mistakes and live a better life and always that consciousness, you know, that if you take that away, Monica, and it's happening very, very fast and a lot of people um, with media, social media, and just with the amount of electricity that's being forced down the brains of these young kids that you don't know, you really don't know. I mean, listen, the whole country of Germany during World War II was able to kill not the whole country, but the majority of the people fought with evil in purpose of doing something right, I guess, because they were brainwashed by Hitler and killed six million Jews. That's six million lives that were brutally and, and killed in the worst way ever on this planet ever made possible. And that was done. So the consciousness, the mind is a precious thing that God gave us. And if you take that consciousness away, Monica, there's nothing left. Okay, we've got to hit a quick break here, but more with the absolutely dynamite Antonio Sabato Jr. on the other side. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier, too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. Okay, we are back with Antonio Sabato Jr. I am, um, I'm fascinated by how you got 
to this point um, in terms of your thinking. So we are going to get back to where we are in America today because I really want to break it down with you. But your message, your moral message, your spiritual message is so important. So let's let's backtrack because you said your family wasn't particularly religious. So let let's go back to when you come to the United States and you obviously got to look at yourself in the mirror and saw that you were a gorgeous specimen of man. So you begin modeling and you're out there doing this. And then one day you do an underwear shoot for Calvin Klein. And the next thing you know, your picture is on a huge billboard in Times Square and you're in every magazine. You're everywhere. A little bit. Let me give the facts where the facts are, because there's a lot of stories out there about what happened and how the whole thing started. But I I was, um, you know, growing up when I was a teenager, I, I wanted, you know, especially when I when I came to the United States and I went to to the acting schools and stuff. And I had an opportunity to do some Italian movies and have a responsibility of carrying some films under my belt, which I did. And I had a great time early, early in my career with very small budget films, but I had a great time shooting them and stuff. And so I traveled around the world. I tried to gra- gra- I kind of left high school and then I had to get my GED test and I had to graduate later. But uh, during my teenager years, I wanted to leave school. I wanted to act. I went to a lot of different high schools. I was kicked out of some of them. I wasn't doing very well, but I wanted to become an actor and, and I had an opportunity to work on on a film that led to another film. And, and then um, I, I screen tested for General Hospital back in the early 90s, and I didn't get it. So I kept traveling and kept learning, kept getting, you know, going to all my acting classes. And I had a great time just kind of, and I had many jobs, and I, I knew I was, gonna, I was not going to finish high school at that point. I was going to leave, and I moved to New York on my own. And, and I kind of lived this life as, as all those actors that I grew up reading about, you know, Marlon Brando and Paul Newman leaving and leaving school. You know, I did all that. And um, and then I came back to Hollywood and I got on General Hospital the second time. And, and the, the character of Jagger took a couple years. And in those two years, it gave me an opportunity to get really out there. And I became a really, um, you know, overnight, you know, overnight celebrity, if you want to say it. I mean, my, my popularity became, I really used the time to get to my fans and to learn about this business and to uh, those two years. And I had a great time. And, and during those two years, I did a couple of films also. And then my career took off. And then I did a film called if looks could kill uh, the John Hawkins story. And that film was watched. It was, it was a uh, back then. They used to make a lot of, a lot of really good films for each network. It was called movies of the week, but they were really done and produced well. They're not like anything like right now. They're, they were treated like really good films and they were shown on a weekly basis. And I did one for Fox and it did really well. And, and, and Calvin Klein saw this film and uh, he called me up and my agent told me that Calvin wants to meet you in New York. So I flew over there and I didn't know quite what it was for. And, and, and then I met Calvin and we became friends right away. And he said, you know, would you mind doing the campaign? I was like, I would love it. It would be a pleasure. It'd be an honor. Uh, and then I did three campaigns for Calvin, you know, during early uh, part of my career. But um, I started acting. I never I never thought, you know, modeling was really something for me. I really only really worked for Calvin Klein. If you really my modeling career really started there and ended there. But acting was always my love 
And then, you know, then I went back to school. Then I went back to school and I got and I graduated. I, I couldn't live with myself. I it was like a lot of times in between where and my career took off, made a lot of films, made a lot of movies, reality shows, one reality shows. I'm still acting right now, so still what but I just always knew that I I needed to do something and so I went back um and got my diploma and I graduated finally, which was an accomplishment because I kind of had to redo everything again from the beginning and everything over the years got, got a lot harder for school. And, mm-hmm. uh, so if you're in school, finish it while you're in it. Don't do like me and leave and come back to it. Cause it's going to be a lot harder. But, um, but anyway, I did it and I'm glad I did. And once again, this country gave me an opportunity to, to be in Calvin Klein campaigns, to work as an actor, to do soap operas, to do reality shows, to do feature films, to do television shows. I've, just having so much stuff and and i i just love this nation so much that when i see it internally being destroyed by this new wave of just nonsense i just have to do my part and just speak my mind a little bit because a lot of people need to come out of the woodwork and start speaking their mind too amen First of all, it's tremendous that, you know, you had all of this extraordinary early success, Antonio, where people throwing money at you, you are famous, everybody wants a piece of you, and yet mm-hmm. you, you, you didn't stop doing that, but you took yourself back to school to get that degree. I mean, that is, that's a huge testament to your character. Yeah, I went back to school and also got my real estate license. I also got involved in in, in, um, in construction. I also got involved in investments. I also got involved. And once again, it, it's, it's just the mentality. And, you know, if, you, if you're willing to go and expand the horizon, expand your mind and just uh, in, a, in a truthful and honest way, this country, through God, because in, in God we trust, and this country is built and always will live through God, is that when you have those those things, uh, the sky's the limit. That's why everybody wants to come here, you know. But you got to respect that house. You, it's just like you're being invited. You're being invited to step in and express yourself, at least legally. You, the doors are not open. You got to knock. You got to wait your turn. You got to come in, and you got to earn uh, the respect of this country. And over the years, I just see this thing changing, Monica. Where it's just like they take, they take, they take. To take away everything. And now our government is taking away. It depleted our oil reserve. It's depleted our money. $31 trillion in debt. Our border is open. They're just depleting it internally. They're depleting it psychologically. More people are on, on, on medication. More people are uh, mentally ill. The, this, the addiction is just, if you see it like that, it's just such an overwhelming amount of darkness that has yes. arised in such a short amount of time that I know the only way to survive this and to, to actually clean this stuff up is to have faith, to have that faith relationship with something bigger than you that will lead you to make the right decisions. Yes. Were you always a political conservative and, and, or, and, or social conservative, was there like a, a moment of epiphany? Was there a particular leader like Reagan that caught your attention that got you that way? Or was oh, it, did Reagan. it, yeah, me yeah, too. Reagan Go ahead. President, when I came here in, in the, in the mid eighties and Reagan was, was a class act and I didn't know anything about politics, especially when I came here when I was 12 years old, I was, I don't know nothing about, but I, I respected the guy. I respected 
is what when he was talking. I, I just I thought it was fascinating. And but uh, politics was never part of my life. I think what what what's it, what what has happened since Trump, especially, and um, and even even when Obama got elected, everybody was like, you know, we're still a racist country. The guy got elected twice, and, and you still and you, and you want to complain about you want to complain about Trump private life and i always said like you guys voted for bill clinton twice the guy had you know what happened in the white house you know mm-hmm. what happened back then you know what's going on so over the years it became such it wasn't the politics it was the lies that i saw as i got older and i witnessed by hanging out with these folks because i went to dc i ran for office everything became clear and clear and i was like i gotta speak my mind because it's just I can live for certain, and I can live with two parties disagreeing and a, or agreeing on a particular thing or having a debate. I, I, I'm all, but there's no debates anymore, Monica. There's no more, there's no way to really discuss anything without a major fight or even worse. And those times when you, when you lead it that way and you keep allowing those things to happen in government everywhere. Uh, there's no freedom anymore. So I think we're all fighting for freedom more than the party. And it's just the problem is such bigger than ourselves at this point. Because I, I, I don't see, you know, the fight coming up, especially in the next two years, and how the woke agenda and how they feel about transgenders and, and, and genders in general. And, and, and now they moved on from, from race to gender. And now they moved on from gender to pronouns. So it's becoming idiotic and crazy and very, very dangerous. Do you recognize this as a Marxist revolution with fascist tactics? In other words, you probably have a much keener sense of what is going on right now in America coming out of Europe and seeing the horrors of fascism and communism and totalitarianism. Do you see what's happening in America today through that lens? Absolutely. It's complete ownership of the world. I mean, they've been wanting to do this for a long time. All the governments want one government, one way of life. They want to simplify by ownership of every single 8 billion people on this planet. If you have control of that and you have one government, one way of life, no God and no really purpose, then you have robots. You have sheep just following each other and fascism. And I mean, it's all really under the same umbrella. Socialism, communism, if you look at all these countries, Venezuela, Caracas has been destroyed. Cuba, as we know it, Russia, as we know it, China. Now they're on a lockdown again from COVID. That's been destroyed. And the next step they're going to do is invade Taiwan. So there's just so much stuff that's going to happen. It's so evident because of the technology that we have right now is allowing us to see so much garbage. There's so much stuff visually on a daily basis that I know they're they're lying most of the times, but in the cracks, you see the truth. And in, the tr- and, and in these little glimpse of, of reality that you see at times, you're like disgusted by how they're taking really care of, of the, whole, the whole thing. And it's like a monopoly uh, game right now. And we are the, the individuals who are falling for it. So it's very dangerous because it's not just one country or one situation. It's really a worldwide epidemic right now because, when you, like I said, you control the consciousness of minds. You control the way people have to say things or comedy has been different anymore. It's just been changed dramatically. People cannot make jokes the same way anymore. People cannot get up on stage and say the same things anymore. Kids are allowed to speak about having their sex change at eight, nine years old or even who it doesn't really matter what age. If they want to have an opportunity to change their sex change, 
they can have it. And they might bypass the parents' uh, jurisdiction and go right to the doctor, and, and that's being allowed. So we're going to levels of insanity, but it's also, you know, if you're if you're Christian and you read the Bible and you know what's going on, what's going on is very evident. It's happening because the devil, the dark side, is, is it's not by coincidence. I'm a very faithful person. I believe that things are happening for a reason. I also, having said all this negative stuff in darkness, Monica, I also want to emphasize on one thing, that it, at the end, the light is shining through, and it will keep shining through, and the best days are yet to come. I believe Trump lost because they needed for us to see the truth. We needed to see the rhinos. We needed to see the leeches, the snakes. We needed to see what could happen to our country if we allowed that to happen. And we saw it, and we're living it by now. So I think people are rebelling and coming out to realization that right now we don't want to keep going in this way. We want our country back, and we'll do whatever it takes to make sure that uh, these policies are going to go nowhere, and we get, we get our respect back for our nation. Okay, Antonio, please hang tight. We're going to come right back with much more of this fascinating conversation. All right, guys, first, though, listen up because I want you to treat yourself to the only skincare products you will ever need with GenuCell Skincare. From now through Thanksgiving, treat yourself to GenuCell's most popular package for 70% off at GenuCell.com right now. Order at GenuCell.com slash Monica. Your most popular package includes a holiday gift set plus free express shipping. That's GenuCell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Monica. Again, GenuCell dot com slash Monica. Right now, every most popular package order includes GenuCell's Hyaluronic Acid Correcting Serum free. GenuCell products delight men and women with inspiring results by correcting their daily skincare problems like wrinkles, dark spots, dry skin, sagging jawline, facial redness, and even those annoying bags and puffiness. And with its immediate effects, GenuCell guarantees results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. Order at GenuCell.com slash Monica. Your most popular package includes a holiday gift set plus free express shipping. That's GenuCell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Monica. Again, GenuCell dot com slash Monica. We'll be right back. We are back with the great Antonio Sabato Jr. Isn't it amazing, Antonio, how God works and he works through people who on the surface look very imperfect, right? There was only one perfect person to ever stride the earth, and that was Jesus Christ. Um, but apart from that, you know, God God uses sometimes the most imperfect. You, you go through the Old Testament, the New Testament. It's the prostitutes. It's Moses. It's Noah, the drunk. It's, you know, he, he will zone in on a particular person to do a particular thing. And I think in 2015, 2016, Donald Trump 
was chosen to perform a certain uh, mission for God, which is to do exactly what you said, which is expose the depth of corruption and rot the, um, you know, kick, kick the rock over and see the underbelly of all of the worms and snakes uh, living under there that have been thriving unexposed for so long. And I don't think he's done with Trump yet, which we'll get to in a second. But you think about Elon Musk as well. I've spent a lot of time on this show talking about Elon Musk and Twitter. Musk is not a conservative. You know, he's basically said, look, I'm a, I'm a classical liberal, maybe even a socialist. But I also believe in free speech. And the fact that God has moved him into this position right now to, um, you know, raise the curtain on free speech again in this country and allow this kind of robust debate, at least on Twitter. You know, it's it's fascinating to watch because you and I have talked about this spiritual battle. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. And even though evil looks ascendant right now with the drag shows for children and the sexualization of kids and CRT and all the stuff that you and I have talked about. On the other hand, you also see God at work. If you're attuned to it, you can see him at work try, battling back. And in the end, of course, we know God wins. God wins in the end, and there's no doubt about that. But right now, I tell everyone every day, you got to step out of your comfort zone, and you got to fight like your life is dependent on. See, when you're against the wall, most people really react the best way. They want to get out. They want to get some air. They want to they really swim for the top. And breathe again, you know, and so and at times we have lived in, in cities like, for example, New York, Los Angeles, you live around trash, but you still condemn it. I mean, like, I mean, like you, you can you, you, you point the finger every day and you're like, oh, I wish I wish I wish. But you live in it. And then and, and so at some point, you know, at some point you got to wake up and go, I'm surrounded by this. I don't want to choose to live this way anymore. And I, I, we need to fight because the fight is every day and the fight is on right now. And you got to be really so passionate about something because you can't let it happen because it's like a disease. It's like a virus. It keeps getting bigger and bigger and overtakes everything, you know? And, and as you've seen, if we've seen the last two years, when there's no respect for this country and there's no leadership, the entire world falls apart too. Mm -hmm. I mean, Europe is completely gone. I mean, listen, the, the, the amount of money for, for taxes and, 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 and gasoline and, and transportation and food, you're talking about being expensive here. Over there, countries are completely bankrupt. I mean, they're, they're bankrupt. I mean, our states are bankrupt. Our country is just keep making money and keep spending money. And, and, and China owns us from head to toe. But at least in some ways, we're still surviving. And people want to still come here. And they still, I don't know, there's, there's some, still some sort of by a string. Like you said earlier at the beginning of the show, we're holding by a string. But Europe is not, they're not even holding on anything. I mean, they're they're pretty much done and uh and, and the war over there only getting bigger is not making it easier for anyone as they're getting into the winter so i don't know people have to wake up i think we are so much better as a society i think after everything that we've been to i mean we're in 2022 the end of it we lived another year we lived through the the good times the bad times and and we're still going so i think we just got to build on what we have which is faith uh, the glorious faith that we all carry inside of us for what's better for us. And at the end of the day, we want to be left alone. We want to live together, obviously, but we just we just want that freedom again. And freedom nowadays is not so free anymore. 
Yeah, exactly. No, we, I think it was Thomas Jefferson who said with every generation, the tree of freedom or the tree of liberty needs to be refreshed with the blood of patriots. And while we're not calling for violence here, violent revolution, um, the metaphor is apt because every generation, like Reagan said, freedom is just one generation away from extinction. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's falling to us, or maybe fortunately, maybe we've got an opening here, Antonio, to be the next greatest generation to save this country and Western civilization. Somebody has to do it. I mean, I mean, the guy spent $44 billion to buy Twitter, and I know it wasn't for the money. It was because he was sick of, you know, Musk was like, you know, this is too much, even for me. It's, 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 and it's, I think when it, when it reaches... And when, you, when you're able to sustain yourself against the system, when you're not afraid anymore, and it's not about money, you know, that's why I tell people every day on my podcast, if you, if you know celebrities who've been affected by this woke agenda, by this, this whole thing that's going on in Hollywood, give me a call. Let's have you on the show because we need to, we need to have people to come out more in the light and start talking about it. Because, you know, this blacklisting, this whole thing that's going on, this ownership, you can't talk about this, you can't talk about that in Hollywood – it's got to end. You know, we all have to work together and we're all making movies, entertainment, and we're, we're not walking on water. We're not doing anything specific, you know, like it's, we're making films and we should be blessed and, and humbled to be, to be in that environment. We, but we have to keep working together. And if these people, the heads, even the guy at Disney got replaced, the president got replaced at Disney, they replaced their, hopefully something is changing in the system in there and go, you guys are going, you're going too far over here it's not even realistic anymore. And you're putting this garbage down everybody's throat. And you're trying to educate. I mean, like, kids don't need education anymore. They don't need to be, you know, kept away from certain things. Or, you know, like, everything is an open market. And it's just unfair. And so I think that people are rising up to that and going, you guys, I went too far. And we deserve a uh, different type of respect and, and honor and dignity and, and a set of rules. I mean, the, the Ten Commandments were, taken, were, were being taken away in our society, in the United States, in the 80s. Because there, no, there was no more Ten Commandments. There's no, there no more rules of laws, of the, which our government, our laws are based on God, through God. So I think over the years, for a very long time, society has been, has been changed and brainwashed. But I think that the right folks are coming together. And we need more of them, but I think they're coming together. You mentioned the culture which is extremely important, Antonio. So coming out of Hollywood, you've seen firsthand, up close and personal, how the communist left has taken control of the culture, movies, television, music. How deep is that influence? I know that you're optimistic that things might be starting to change because the market, you know, the market doesn't want, we keep rejecting all of this woke BS coming out of the entertainment world. Um, and that's the only thing that gets their attention, as you well know. It's where, where is the public? You know, are they uh, going to, are they, are, are they supporting these works with their wallets and with their money? So I think things might be changing, but they've been at this for decades. So how deep is that influence and what can we do to counter it? Because it's like moving a boulder up a hill, right? I always said that you have to start from scratch and rebuild a whole new studio. You would have to rebuild a new way of developing projects and developing a new way of Hollywood, I guess, or bring some old Hollywood into it and make it into a place that is safe for certain people that are still conservative in the world. 
because you know Hollywood has changed and this the whole market the whole show business has changed dramatically I mean think about it if if you make a movie and sell it in China you're done you're good to go you have two billion people buying tickets you don't really need the rest of the world do you streaming COVID it made us do different things the streaming department took off the memberships the subscriptions nobody's really watching the local news anymore I mean things have changed dramatically where everything is on the phone and so you could take the good and the bad and just find a way that works for you. But I think ultimately there's no point of fighting Hollywood in the sense of one-on-one because it's like you're fighting against a thousand people. You know, it's you got to get in there by creating an avenue or something that could match by making projects that, you know, I always said, why can't movies that support God and support, but done well, really good films that are done really well, go to the Academy Awards. You know, it's, it's, there's something going on with the World Cup right now where they didn't want to mention God anymore in jerseys or pray, you know, like what we had here, you know, in sports and praying and getting on your knees and praying, actually getting on your knees, not because you disrespect the flag, is because you're actually praying for a God, you know. So I think we need to start from scratch and you need to build and you I got to acquire the more people in the industry are willing to work and be in that environment to create enough power to be left alone and to create projects and entertainment that supports that, but also has its its own lane and its own avenue and its own ways to, to make really good projects. And maybe we can bring God into Hollywood like that, you know, and, uh, and, and bring projects of high caliber done amazingly performed and done just like Hollywood makes. Mm-hmm. But maybe they support a different values and different way of life. And um, and I think it's important that we need to fight for that because God is class and we need to bring class in that. We need, we can't make films that are just poorly produced or things like that. I, so I think if you if you start with that and, and you bring the awareness and create a, a powerhouse of sort that you have safety for people to come work there and make those films that everybody wants to make, you have a chance to, sur- to survive in that world. You know, our friend, the late Andrew Breitbart, famously said that politics is downstream from culture. So we're all focused on who's controlling the White House and the Senate and and the House. But Breitbart, you know, was right. He's like, look, yeah, obviously you want to have the best people in government who have America's best interests at heart and are working for America first. But the culture in many ways is more important because it's longer lasting and has greater impact both individually and nationally and actually globally, right, the American culture. So, you know, he often said, if you want to influence or change the culture, we have have to develop and support content like you're doing and and some others in Hollywood who are doing because that is the way to send the message. And like I said, it's the money that gets the powers that be in Washington that gets their, or rather in Hollywood, that gets their attention. So a movie like The Passion of the Christ, which was a blockbuster, or The Chosen, which is this phenomenal miniseries that was crowdsourced and it's about Jesus and his disciples and his ministry. And it's, it's brilliant and fun and it's just great. But, you know, Hollywood will see those projects, Antonio, as one-offs. Like, oh, Mel Gibson made this huge movie and I guess he's doing a sequel about the resurrection, which I'm sure is going to be brilliant. But Hollywood looks at that as like a one-off, right? Like, oh, that was an anomaly 
but that's not really the path we should take because that was just, you know, one time deal rather than like, hey, wait, you know, there's a real audience and appetite for this sort of thing. And maybe we should support and develop those kinds of projects more. Yeah, we, we actually, you know, we shot a film that I produced. Nathan Leon is a director and writer. We shot in Alabama called Grace by Night. Comes out early next year in 2023, uh, probably by the spring. As far as I know, I think that's that's between now and the spring it will come out. And it's a movie where it deals with God and getting to the, the bottom of your life, really at really at, at a place where you really hit rock bottom and you have to build yourself up and and dealing with suicide and deal with addiction and deal with all those things. But it's a film where it talks about God, but also talks about the realities that we live in. There's not always a, you know, a, a perfect story at the end. There's not always a rainbow at the end of the story, right? So, but it's, but you got to be real and you got to deal with the circumstances that we live and we're surrounded by. So this film, it's an inspirational film. It, it talks about really building yourself up from a broken, you know, consciousness. That's exactly what I was telling you. They, they were talking about earlier. It's, it's a broken heart, a broken soul, and uh, he has to build himself up. And it's just a wonderful, it's a Rocky of this time. And, and so we're trying to really go in, in stories that move you, really move you. We saw it in, in Top Gun. Now, Top Gun was a movie that respected our country, was action-driven. It talked about, you know, fighting with your, with your inner demons and, you know, l- losing somebody that was, you know, really close to your life. And how do, you, how do you come back from that? And how do you fight for your country? How do you put the pro? It just, it talked about all those things on, under undertone, but mostly it supported really a good action driven American patriotic film. And guess what? The movie's like number four, number three, or number five or whatever, all time biggest movie of all time. Because people need to be moved. They need to be moved. They need to be inspired. And they need to have a place that they can go to. And God was always there. A spirit of faith to believe in something bigger than you is good not to believe in in technology and this or what you know money or power you know if you don't have something inside you that moves you you're never going to get rich you know if you don't have that inside passion for something you're never going to get rich. you're never going to accomplish your dreams and so that thing inside you that soul that personality you think that it's it's was created by god individually for each one of us and it's so special when you know that then you treat life in a different way. You start appreciating the little things because you're like, oh, wow, I'm special? Really? Why? Well, this is why. And so I think I want to make films like that. I, I want to make films and I want to continue talking about this kind of lives because I think people are lost and life is so much more worth talking about and living. And I, I give life so much credit. Mm. Well, good for you, Antonio, for taking this on um, in terms of doing what you're doing to influence and change the culture. And we will all always support your content. I I say this on the show all the time, that it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to do it. And if you really do want to make a change impacting the culture, uh, supporting your kinds of projects and things is absolutely what we're going to do. And anytime you've got something that is ready to go and you want to promote it, you just text me and I will pop you right back on this show. Okay, Antonio, please sit tight. So much more straight ahead. But first, guys, I want you to listen up. It's time to make your health great again as we get closer to the new year. For anybody looking to ignite their fat-burning metabolism, 
And after yesterday's meal, don't we all need that? Boost their energy and transform how they look and feel. They must start taking care of their liver. Your liver is your body's master detoxifier. It performs over 500 key functions in your body every day. It's responsible for cleansing and removing thousands of harmful toxins, man-made chemicals, and yes, alcohol. After decades of wear and tear, our livers slow down and become sluggish. This is why so many of us struggle with weight gain and feeling tired all the time. Fortunately, there is a simple, all-natural solution that I recommend. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities, boost your energy levels, and can kick that natural metabolism back into high gear. Liver Health Formula is backed by the latest science and approved by American doctors, and every bottle is manufactured right here in the USA. And right now, as a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you'll receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. This powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids supports a healthy heart and brain, with four times better absorption thanks to the special nano-delivery system. You're also getting four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health and longevity regardless of age. So go to getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call toll-free 800-282-1757 to claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula and all five bonus gifts. That's getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call 800-282-1757. You're covered by their 365-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to risk. But supplies are limited, so head on over to getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call 800-282-1757 now to order liver health formula and claim your five free bonus gifts while you still can. That's getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call 800-282-1757. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back with our final moments with Antonio Sabato Jr. You know, I think about the 1980s. You know, you mentioned Top Gun, and I was on a flight, long flight, cross-country flight. And I, I watched the original Top Gun, 1986, and then Top Gun Maverick, which came out earlier this year, Blockbuster. And the second movie, you know, I was smiling through both. Because my memory of the first movie was so great. Like I'd pile in the car with my friends in high school, go down to the movie theater. It was a communal experience, sharing popcorn with your friends. And there's Tom Cruise looking gorgeous on the screen and the, the patriotism for America. And it, it just was a different time. And then you watch the second one, which was brilliant. I've seen it like five times already. Um but it, it, the thing that I think grabbed the country this summer when Top Gun 2 came out, and this is to your point, is that, Antonio, it provided both nostalgia for an America that doesn't exist anymore, 
because it echoed back to 1986 in the original, but it's set in modern day America. And so it's also offering hope because all of this stuff that you and I've been talking about, evil ascendant and sort of the darkness that's laying across the land right now, that movie offered some hope that, okay, we might not be able to go back to 1986 and get that America back. But if we all stand up and speak out and fight, then we might be able to restore America to the greatness that we saw and felt in 1986. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely right. And, and only the strongest will survive. That's why I tell people, really build yourself up every day. Make yourself better in every way. You know, don't look back and worry or, or, or get yourself in a stressful situation all created psychologically by you because everybody has to be responsible for their own actions. I say, listen, no matter what happened, look at yourself because the more you look at yourself, the more you will not let that happen again. But if you look at others, you always find ways, well, it was their fault. It was his fault. It was, it was, it's always somebody. No, look at yourself. So, and so the society, that, that movie also talks about responsibilities. It's about if you want to fight for something, you got to go all out. And when you say you're going to live a certain life, you got to live that certain life. Those are the men and women that I grew up watching in movies, strong personalities that said, you know, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it no matter what. And I'm going to finish the job. And so there's no more of that. People just take... No, they don't want to finish. They don't want to do that. They don't want to fight for a relationship. They don't want to fight for a country. They don't want to fight for this. And they move on. And, they, and, and it's easy to, to get distracted and go here and here and here. Whereas you start something, you finish it. And so I build people up. I try to tell them every day on my podcast is that the strongest will survive personality-wise. If you take care of yourself, people that go and work out every day, people that work out every week, people that eat well and they take care of themselves – their, their personalities, their, their way of life is better. It's better, you know it, and everybody knows it. But nobody wants to live that life because they see it and they go, that's impossible, I can't reach that. Instead of looking again at yourself and go, whoa, maybe I'm not doing enough. And so things, the mentality of an American has changed and is being forced a way that I don't respect because an American always gets up in the morning, makes his bed, goes for a run, gets his, you know, gets his thing ready. You know, like his personality, his, his way of life, it's ready every day. His soul, his thing inside, his soul, who he is as a person or who she is as a person has always been like, you know what? I can do anything through God. I live in the greatest country in the world that God gave me. And this nation will give me all the possible. It was always like that, Monica. You know what I mean? Like, you can make any dream come true. We've seen it. And that's why I don't respect Hollywood, the majority, when they talk this nonsense of woke. Because you know, and I could ask them individually, all these celebrities, you know how hard it's been. The auditioning, working so hard for a movie, you know, work. All that takes hard work because, you know, with hard work, you'll get it done, right? But this country allows you to do those films, to live the life you live, to have those opportunities. All that. And so when you say that you're going to respect politicians and respect the way of life that doesn't respect your way of life that you put so much work into, then it's a contradiction. And that's why I need to slow down everybody in Hollywood and go, no, you guys don't live the same life you're talking about. You live the opposite. And that's not right because you're lying to everyone. Do they listen to you, Antonio? And do you, do you 
Do you have a group of Hollywood friends or people based in the entertainment industry who are also conservatives, who believe like we do, so you have some network of support? They do, and there's there's a really small amount that are vocal, you know, and, and those are the people that are always, you know, oh, oh, those are the B actors, those are the C actors, those are the those are the always ones that they always say, oh, oh those those are not real actors, not a, but everyone of everyone that worked in this business some way or another has made money or has made other people money, you know, has made producers money, you know, or has made companies money or had their own shows at some point or another in their career. So it's, it's funny, like liberals in Hollywood, they want to accept everyone, except the conservatives who are, uh, they might vote for Trump. Those, no, we don't want to accept them. They're the worst. But everybody else, the pedophiles and everybody else mm. and the Weinsteins and all, that's fine. Let them in. Go ahead. You got the front row. So I have friends in the industry. Well, like I said, it takes, it takes guts and glory to step out into the square because you know you're going to be, you know, you're going to be looked at. And, and at some point or another, you're going to start throwing stones at you. And, and so you have to have that tough personality. And I guess I, 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 I'm just tough, man. I don't know. I, I don't like to lose. I don't like to be bullied by Hollywood. I don't like to be told what to do, especially from people that have no sense of reality whatsoever. So, you know, it's, I hope more will come and I hope more people will listen to us, Monica, but I'm not holding my breath. Uh, it, it takes a certain set of personalities to step out into the light and really live a certain life and, and be fearless. And uh, there's, not, there's not many of us. It really isn't. Well, that's- I hope they will come out. It's a huge testament to your strength of character, Antonio, because you have made a huge sacrifice in terms of your career to stand for America and to stand for what's right. And, you know, I know you've given up a lot to do this. And there are others. Kelsey Grammer is a great friend of ours. Um, you know, he's made a similar sacrifice. I've got other big Hollywood friends who, um, you know, have told me the same thing, or they, they are still very active in their careers. And so they don't want to speak out. And I, I understand that too. Um, you know, in fact, I've, I've got a friend who is a very prominent director, very, very uh, accomplished film director. And he was telling me that one of his best friends is a very well-known actress. And, you know, she was always sort of Democrat, but never really political, you know, just sort of always voted that way. But, you know, he said over the last couple of years, since the beginning of Donald Trump in 2016, but certainly this year too, that she has become like completely radicalized and when the Dobbs decision came down, she happens to live across the hall from him in uh, New York, and she comes screaming into his apartment, what are they doing to us? What are they doing? Screaming. And he said, Monica, she was never this way. You know, like she had some political values and some political views, but she was never radicalized like this and hysterical over, you know, policy or a Supreme Court decision. So, you know, I think there is a lot that's going on, not just politically, Antonio, but psychologically, where people are like losing it and it's coming out in all kinds of forms, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it just in every way, actually, medically, you know, people are addicted to all kinds of pills and yeah. it's okay to take, you know, everything doesn't matter. Just don't even question it. Just take whatever the doctor gives you and you just keep taking it. as long as the 
as long as I feel better, as long as I don't have to do anything. We've gone to a society, I'm not saying everybody, but it's just how it's implemented through the media and just the way of life that you can just be and do whatever you want and just, um, you know, just jump on the rainbow and just cross that rainbow and live in La La Land, unicorns and whatever. But the reality of that is very much far from it. There's nothing real about it. It's all, it's just all a, a way to psychologically disturb the whole way of life. And, um, you know, we're the only society in the world that have to pay dramatically to live instead of just living. You know, you shouldn't, life shouldn't be so expensive. You know, life shouldn't be so hard. But human beings are able to make life hard for others. Um, socialism, communism, all that stuff, it's, it's made to control the people and to give them a false identity, false way of life. And then everybody's waiting outside for things to change and they go bankrupt. And there's, it's, it's the revolving door and it's been going on since the beginning of time. Because people cannot rely on themselves through God to take care of their own issues. So they need bigger government, bigger this, bigger in the hope that they can take care of your problems. There should only be your problems. And that's what America is so great. America allows you to come here. You do everything legally. You you do what you're supposed to do. You're allowed to you pass the test. You do it. And then you create your own future through God, not because anything different or particular whatever, with hard work. So. And once again, we're, we're in a society where it's very dangerous because you can reach so many people and give them a false identity and own them for life, and then there's no hope. This planet will still keep moving, and, and the people inside might not, you know, because we're, ultimately we're all going to kill each other at the end because it's, it's, there's no room to breathe anymore, to be, to be free. And so I think freedom is worth fighting for. Um, and I think we are the last one to have, at least on the books, we're the only country in the world that has a Declaration of Independence and 26 beautiful amendments that protect the American people. Uh, we're the only country that has that. And if you take that away and uh, we're not there anymore as the, as, as the light of hope, uh, I don't know what's left. I think at that point we're going to be just God is coming. Yeah. Yeah, we may be close to that moment, Antonio. Um, is that why you stepped up and supported Donald Trump in 2016 and then again in 2020 and now because you were just at Mar-a-Lago for his big announcement that he's running again? What's that journey been like for you? I mean, the America First vision promoted by Donald Trump, but, but also the America First movement that you and I are both a part of. That's amazing, and it's it's amazing what the people can do when when they put their minds together and they work really hard. Like again, it's it, you're fed up. You don't want to live a certain life anymore, and you're willing to fight. And and the candidate, the right candidate, the only candidate was uh, Mr. Trump, President Trump. And um, he just he just spoke his policies, everything he stands for speaks exactly how I stand for things, and that's pretty much it. And uh, if I'm going in the trenches, I want to hang out with somebody who's going to speak my my way of life and speak the truth, uh, which is most important and who's willing to really work every day as hard as he can for, for our nation, which he did, you know, and he still does today. So, and he's not a politician, which is, you know, no matter how sometimes he talks in his speeches, I'm becoming one. He's never going to become one because he doesn't have it in him. He's not that, he's not that guy, but I was there the other day. We were there uh, supporting him and it was, it was great to be in an environment where, I was reminded, you know, where you know, a few years ago when when <laughs> when we were running together to 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 bring him to be our president again, and that election was stolen, obviously. But the thing was, there's 
when you surround yourself with patriots, you're in the same room with patriotism. People are really, they love God. They love the nation. They love, I don't know, it's just bring tears to me. It was, it was beautiful. And uh, for him to say, I'm, I'm announcing now, and it's going to be a big fight, the biggest ever, uh, every day. But I think, you know, I, I know we're going to win. The right thing is going to be done. And we need to get back in protecting our nation and making sure that our country is uh, well taken care of, which is not at the moment. Well, we do have an army of patriots, millions of Americans who are fighting to take our country back. But the battle is going to be long and difficult because the left has been at this for decades. So we've got to steel ourselves for this fight and never give up, which is your message. Before I let you go, Antonio, your birth country, Italy, now has a total badass of a prime minister. She is brilliant. She's tough. She's gorgeous. Her name is Georgia Maloney. And I think, you know, she's sort of the, the kick-ass moral leader that the West really needs right now. She could actually uh, succeed in ways that maybe Viktor Orban, who's doing an amazing job in Hungary, but in ways that the other Western leaders have not. What do you see for her future? Well, she's risking her life. Georgia Maloney is an extraordinary woman. She's really the superwoman of the world at the moment. I was born in that country. I know Italy better than anybody. And I know that if you're in a political world in Italy, your life is in danger, literally. I mean, you're, you're literally going in bulletproof cars. You are surrounded by security, even pretty much outside the bathroom. The only time that you have free is maybe when you're sleeping in your bed at night. So she's doing all this because she's fed up. You know, she's a mother. She's a wife. She's an Italian. She loves her country more than anything. She wants respect, and, and as she should, because the country of Italy has been disgraced over a long periods of time, and um, they want it back. They want their identity back. You know, Since the Euro, Italy has never been the same. They're very much surrounded by liberals. The whole country is run by judges uh, who are doing a terrible job. She stepped in as the woman, the leader for the, for the Italian people. For everyone who's suffering, high taxes, gasoline is off the charts. Uh, they're allowing, they have their own problems with the borders of, their, of, of, of Italy, which has been happening for quite some time. All the immigrants are coming and taking over Italy and living in places where they're not supposed to. The country does nothing about it. There's new buildings and new construction being built. People move in. Communities move in in these places before they're finished, and the government doesn't do anything about it. The Italian people are fed up. And drugs and things are brought in from other countries surrounding the South America. I mean, the, the south of Italy and, and the borders that are coming from all over. So she's stepping in and going, enough is enough. You know, we need to start taking care of our own people. And, and, and that's what it comes down to is, is, is this woke agenda, this, this way of life on the far left. I, I don't even know what the right name for them is because it's a combination of just, just a lot of wrong things all put together. But um, there's individuals who are, who are stepping up and stepping out into the, into the square who are willing to risk it all. And I give her a lot of credit. And she's got a big battle ahead of herself. But the Italians in the community is, is really behind her. And I hope they're going to continue to do so. Well, she is amazing. As are you. There's something about Italians. <laughs> Antonia, fierce, fierce fighters. And you are such a valuable warrior in this fight, Antonio. Thank you so much for standing strong for this great country and for everything that you are doing and for being my friend. I'm so blessed. 
My pleasure. It's a, it's a blessing being your friend as well. Have a, have a great uh, great weekend, you guys, to everyone. And I know you just had your Thanksgiving yesterday, but happy Thanksgiving and have a blessed weekend, you guys. The great Antonio Sabato Jr., legendary actor, the host of It's My Turn on LFA TV on Rumble every weekday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please tune in for it. It is a fantastic show, as you can hear. Antonio is full of brilliance and insight and passion and faith. And that is exactly the kind of show and message that we should all be supporting. Okay? Thank you so much again, Antonio. God bless. God bless. Thanks. Wow, what a show, right? Absolutely incredible. I must say, one of our best, right? I am so glad you guys are here to listen and enjoy this. I really am. I'm grateful for all of you and for our phenomenal sponsors. Thank you for checking them out, too. We all really appreciate that. That's what keeps this show afloat. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great holiday weekend. And I'll see you right back here on Monday with another huge week of shows. Enjoy.